This is College Soccer Nation, the premier podcast for Division I women's college soccer with Old Miss head coach Matt Mott, Rice head coach Brian Lee, and special guest Duke head coach Robbie Church. Give a listen, tell a friend. Now let's go to Coach Mott and Coach Lee. College Soccer Nation, how goes it? We are back on to break down some World Cup games, to break down the um, Elite Eight games going into the Final Four this week. And then do some more predictions for the championship as Brian and I's predictions fell on our face, uh, pretty much. So, um, uh, both of our champions are out, and uh, we're gonna have to go ahead and repick. Anyway, my name is Matt Mott, head coach of the Ole Miss Rebels. I'm joined with Brian Lee, the head coach of the Duke Blue Devils, and Robbie Church. <laughs> Um, from I'm oh, sorry, Brian Lee from the Red <laughs> My bad. I was looking at something on my computer, and Robbie Church, obviously from the Duke, Duke Blue Devils, uh, back with us after a uh, a trip down to Tuscaloosa. And Churchy, we'll talk about that in a minute. But how are we doing, fellas? Good. It's it's a great time of the year. Great time of the world. Great time to anything. More World <laughs> Cup games. Uh, we're down to the final four. Yep. You know. This is fantastic. You know, everyone complained about the World Cup in Qatar. Yeah. Are these game times not awesome for Perfect. the 50-year-old set? Yeah, yeah well, yeah, they're great great for you who wakes up at 4 o'clock in the morning every morning. This, it's been this fantastic. Awesome for you, I bet. Uh, but, no, we're on, on the day. We're recruit, recording this just a few hours before the big USA-Iran game. So we do want to talk a little World Cup. Um, first, I'm going to put you right on the spot, Churchy. Give me the score of today's USA-Iran game. Cool. Two. Two nothing USA. Okay, goals are coming today. Okay, like like but it. but just remember, I'm the one that also picked West Virginia beating Penn State too. So <laughs> in the NCAA tournament, so you know I'd, my credibility may not be the best, but I do think it's two nothing. Uh, no, two don't nothing. feel bad, Churchy. We we had some bad picks on here. Good. Uh, it not- just goes to show, like you know, we're talking about a lot of years between the three of us. And we we have missed on these picks unbelievably, but it just shows you how much parity it is, how tough it is, and you think you know until the game kicks. Um, well, Alabama over Duke's got a better chance than Saudi Arabia over Argentina, and yeah, true, we just got Saudi Arabia over Argentina at the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so what do you think, Brian? We want to go a little World Cup talk first before we talk about the games, or go right into the games? Let's uh, let's talk World Cup. Okay. What do you think? Give me your early analysis outside of you're happy that games are on. You're the only person in America that's happy the games are on at four in the morning. <laughs> well, I think it's been the, the we touched on a little bit last week. It remains the inability to like close out games with leads with elite world class players. It's I mean, I think two things are going on. Teams are struggling to hold leads. It's been fascinating to watch the coaching piece. A lot of the teams are subbing around the 60th, 70th minute, and it's working for some and disaster for others. But between teams up 1-0, losing games, Ghana was up 2-0 the other day, South Korea got it 2-2, and then they uh, Ghana was able to get the other goal for 3-2. But um, a lot of that, and XG has just fallen flat on its face. I saw this morning, XG is hitting at less than half the games. Costa Rica beat Japan with point, or Costa Rica has 0.12 through two games and has three points. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, XG is normally such a uh, predictive, nothing super predictive in soccer, but it's the most predictive and it's fallen on its face at the World Cup. Why do you think it is? 
I don't know. I, I have, I mean, I think it explains the upsets that yeah. the upsets aren't flow of play upsets. They're yeah. just the weaker team winning and the weaker team over the 90 minutes is winning. So um, a little bit coincidence, but I you know I also think a lot of the goals are turnovers in build out where teams are getting really good chances. There's not a lot of conservative play going on. Mm -hmm. All right, Churchy, let's talk about the big game for, I think all of us and certainly probably everybody that's listening, the England USA game. Let's break that one down. That was, uh, I, I got to believe so many people that listen to our podcast, watch that game. Uh, what were your thoughts? I mean, I thought we were great. I thought we played, I thought we played very, very well. I mean, I thought we were the better team for obviously most, most of the match, most of the match. I thought it was a shame that we didn't get anything out of the game. We got a, obviously a, a draw in the game too. Um, but you know, I think we, I think we could have had more, and I think there was that we had opportunities and chances to to get more with it too. So, you know, I, I thought it was a phenomenal. I thought it was a really good performance by us. Okay, and I think you know it was such a big game, and there was so yeah. much at, 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 at stake here. And and you know, we've seen so many of those games that we've not performed well in. You know, we have just folded our ten and not performed well. And for us to perform really, really well in the game for, you know, I would say 70% of the game, you know, maybe even more than that. Um, I think that was a really big step. That was a really, really big step with it too. You know, I, I think it did show that, you know, our number nines are, are, are maybe is a little bit of a problem. Um, you know, I think they do some good things. I do. I think they hold up play well, um, you know, and I think they bring in other midfielders with them, but I don't think the main thing that they do is score goals as I'm not sure any of our number nines can score gold at the highest level, at yeah. the highest level with it too. So I think that shows. And, you know, I think for me, I think the center backs too are, are good. Is there pacey enough in the, in the center back with it too, as, as they go forward? Um, you know, I think for me, those are two positions I think that are, that we were good, but are we good enough in those positions with it too? But I think there was some midfield. I think the midfield was really good, really, really good. Yeah. And I think the, you know, midfield ended up dominating, dominating. So, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I think now we're in, I mean, but who wouldn't take this result guys, you know, we're, yeah. we're last match, last match we have, a, we have a run and we have to win. You know, yeah. who, I mean, who you wouldn't, everybody would have signed up for that at the beginning of the cup, right? Yeah. To, to have that match. Very, so similar, very similar to Landon Donovan's goal when he scored, what was that, 10, 12 years ago? The whole, yeah. the, it's it's kind of crazy how, I think, didn't that team have two draws also going into their last match? They may have. I think they yeah. did. And then, you know, he scores a great goal. I think it was even extra time. I know it was late in the match if it was an extra time. Uh, but I, I I do think we'll I, I do think we'll score some goals today, and I think it, I think we'll win two nothing. Good. So Brian, let me ask you this: What player on the U.S. team would you trade out on the England team? So in other words, of the starting eleven on both teams, what would be if you had to take an American team, American player, and put them on the England team? and have it be an upgrade, what person would that be? Well, in the world soccer scene, there. let me take my uh, United States bias out of it, mm -hmm. and I would say nobody. But mm -hmm. uh, in, in terms uh, Based of, on the game, how about that? Based on that oh, game? Based on the game, you would take the U.S.'s midfield straight up. All of them dominated the game on the 90 minutes. 
Yeah. You know, and I think Robbie's spot on. We're not creating chances because we're playing without a center forward in all in all essence. Maybe hold the ball up, but there's zero threat um to get a goal. And hopefully they'll they'll get one today. But um on the day, we had tons of guys. Pulisic, you know, he, he barely gets a game now at Chelsea. He was fantastic in that game. Tyler Adams was fantastic. That's one for me. Tyler Adams. Oh. Me too. I, I think he's been phenomenal. He's, and you he, see his little is... uh, clip when he mispronounced Iran. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's a guy who hasn't been to, he didn't go to college mm-hmm. and so polished. And so it was so impressive. You'd love for one of your college kids to respond to a question like that. Let me say this to you. That guy, there's always one or two players through the World Cup that comes out and is going to sign a huge contract because they show just how great they are on the biggest screen, on the biggest stage. To me, He's doing it maybe as well as anybody. I mean, he is fantastic. And don't get me wrong, Leeds is no slouch. But the chances that he's headed to Barcelona, Real Madrid, PSG, Chelsea, Man United, Man City, like one of the big clubs, based on how he's performing, I think is coming for him. Well, the, the two who've, who've made themselves some money in the World Cup so far are Pulisic and Abs, to me. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he's going to get a big time transfer and, and Adams has been world class for sure. Yeah. Okay. Any other games you want to highlight, Brian? That was obviously a major one. I think Robbie was spot on in his analysis. I thought it was a great game. Oh, I thought I played him. For some reason, England seemed very uninspired to me, which I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I would think that's a was a big game for them too. And you know, all the English media were talking about how bad they're going to be inspired, what how many goals, and even us. Right, we thought everybody, everybody thought it was probably going to be a three zero two zero four one match, and and U.S. played really really well, and I thought England was very uninspired. They looked a little tired to me as well, and and today's lineup for England he's rotated Foden's in, Rashford's in, Jordan Henderson's in, Walker's back, so you know maybe Southgate has reacted to that game a little bit, you know, because these games are a tricky spread, three or four days, whatever yeah. they are, you know, they're not quite full recovery once a week. Um, so that that's an interesting little piece to all of this, especially with these last games. But now the real World Cup starts. Let's go. That Everybody's playing at the same time. These are basically knockout games for everybody yeah. but Canada and Qatar. It's unbelievable. Everybody's yeah. in it. And then we get the knockout stage next week. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's switch our gears to, um, you know, this is college soccer nation. Let's switch our gears to college soccer. And, Let's talk about the Elite Eight matches, which I thought were all very exciting, all really good games. Um, um, but sorry, I'm, my computer's screwing up on me. But I do think that um, we probably should start with the first one of the of the tournament and or the first one of the weekend, and that was Duke and. Um, Duke and Alabama down in Tuscaloosa. Churchy? <laughs> well, boys, sorry to blow up your bracket. <laughs> that was <laughs> my fault. Oh, yeah. I'll pay you back on the road over there. Um, but, you know, you know, first of all, wow. What? Uh, let, me, let me congratulate the atmosphere at Alabama. I mean, it was unbelievable. 
Um, there was more people outside the stadium than was inside. And there was not a seat to be found inside the stadium. And uh, the people turned out, and I'm not sure there was a lot of people that may have been their first soccer game they've ever seen, but it doesn't matter. They turned out, and they turned out great. And I felt that Wes's group and and uh, and his his young ladies, you know, did an awesome job of playing off the atmosphere. I mean, you know, they're, again, high-energy team, high-energy team all the time. And, and they, you know, with the energy in the stadium, and their fans supporting them, um, you know, I was I was afraid we were going to get blown out of there the first 25 minutes of the game. They were all over us. Like we couldn't build, we couldn't build, we couldn't. And when we did, we we were under pressure and we made bad decisions and we ended up playing longer than we wanted to. Um, I thought their their front five is really really good, and you know we've seen all the teams that are playing, and we've lost all the teams that are still playing. <laughs> and I thought that front five was as good as any of the groups that we've seen up top. That how they work together, how they hunt together, and how they press, how they press you. They can not only the ball, but they take the other outlets away from you too, and you just have to play direct. And we played more direct than we wanted to, but. You know, I thought we finally did get good job at the end of the first half. We kind of got through the emotions and, you know, excitement with it. And and I thought we kind of leveled the field at the end of the half. And then second half, they came back and stepped on the gas and got up, went up to two. And obviously, you know, our, our group did a phenomenal job of getting back into the game. Um, you know, Michelle Cooper, you have her on the field. Did you? You're never out of a. You're never out of a game. That and, is no doubt. You know, yeah. with with her and other players playing her in. You know, getting two goals within three minutes and kind of putting them on their back heels. And then, you know, the big chance came with about six minutes left in a match when we had one um, that unfortunately we just knocked over the bar. We could have maybe stole. We could have maybe stolen the game a little bit. And you know, we, we had a chance in overtime and. They, we didn't score, and then they had their chance, and they scored. So, you know, congrats. I think they're really good. I think they're going to play in UCLA. Now, that was back in August. It was late. Uh, it was early, sorry. Um, but I think their front five is going to give UCLA a really hard time. Now, I'm not, you know, just being honest in opinion, I'm not sure they're back four, they're back five. You know, UCLA is going to give them a hard time, too. Um, they're good. But, but I think if they can turn UCLA over – in their half of the field, and if they can counter like they do quickly, once they win a ball, you know, I just, you know, they're they, they're physical, but they're also skillful, and that was that was one of the things that was that you didn't see in video, and you know, I know a lot of people told us it was just how skillful they were, how hard they played, how physicality they had, and then they also added skill in those front five. So I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. They're different than any of the other teams. I think they're going to be a really fun team to watch in in the uh, in the final four. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've seen majority yeah. of Alabama games, certainly a ton of Alabama games. I yeah. thought they played. I think Wes would tell you they played about as well as they could play in the game. I yeah. thought, obviously, they clearly fed off the energy, like you're saying, and you know, you guys, you know, took their punches and then gave them back to. I mean, to me, it was the most enjoyable game as a fan <laughs> of the weekend. Um, because it was such an uh, exciting game. Um, maybe not as the other ones were maybe as exciting, but that one was exciting and, you know, under the lights and crazy. And, you know, you had, a, they had a chance to to knock you out and they didn't, and you had a chance to knock them out. You didn't. And um, just great, great tournament and, you know, great season, Churchy. I know I said the earlier, but um, great season for you guys. And uh, just probably ran into the wrong team at the wrong time, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you know, I, I agree. The other thing I didn't say is that, you know, it's, it's a crazy how old that team is too. Oh it's yeah. Crazy with, with nine seniors or grad students 
you yeah. know, and bring a couple of them that's transferred in there. I mean, and they're, they're old, they're old, yeah. they're experienced, and yeah. they're experienced. And, and I think that that really, there was different moments, the beginning of the game, beginning of the second half. I think there were mature moments by them, by a mature team, you know, and, and, and things too. So, uh, you know, we wish them well. We wish yeah. them well. We wish them luck as they go as they go forward. But but we did have a great season. Thank you very much. I yeah. appreciate it. You guys never pick us to win it again, please. Uh, <laughs> Robbie, let me ask you a couple questions about the game. I got two. Yep. Um, number one, were you moaning about the officiating? Because they were so physical. And I do think your referee was very consistent. Yep. Yeah. And there's, you know, sometimes I watch my team play and they'll moan about a call or something or they get yeah, run over yeah. and be like, and yeah. sometimes I'm just like, hey, get stuck in. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. I think it's the referee. But I thought the ref was very consistent. But I thought that was a really physical game. Yeah. No, I, you know, we did. We did. Players did. Coaches did. You know, there were times that we moaned about it. We we definitely moaned about it. And we do. Um, you know, everybody's just such a competitor at this stage and everybody wants to get to the and, you know, you're 90 minutes away for the final four. So you're trying to do everything you can to get there. But it was a fiscal game. I think, um, you know, I, I thought there was a couple times that the one that caught on Sophie Jones, you know, I think kind of set her back a little bit too, mm -hmm. too, too with it. But, um, you know, I think overall, you know, she was it was it was interesting. <laughs> it was it, yeah. it was interesting, but it was, you know, it was a physical game and, and we got physical with it, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my second question is, what do you make of the difference of Sarepka between Virginia and Alabama? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know her well. Uh, you know, obviously she's a North Carolina girl. Yeah. Outside of Charlotte, recruited her, recruited her hard. Um, you know, I'm I'm really happy for her. Her and her family are great. They're great. They're great people. I loved I loved her mom and dad. They were they were super in the recruiting process and and very nice when I saw Virginia all the time too. And you know, I just think she's a she's a lot more confident right now too because she's mm -hmm. on the field. She's on the field at Virginia. She had a hard time getting on with so much talent. And you know, we all have players like that who are really good good players and they can be on and play a lot of roles for for other teams you know and they just for some reason they're in a position that is just you know look at the talent look at the talent with jared and you know hopkins and adonis all the talent virginia has been front runners over the last four her four years you yeah. know she's she got on i think she was a big part of of, of them when of the reserves coming on but now she gets you know 70 minutes a game at least at least 70 minutes and so she's just a much more confident player and, yeah. and you can show her skills with it too Yep, Matt and I know her from ODP as well as yep. a kid and loved her and yep. really happy to see it working out for a good person. Yeah, yeah, we talked after the game and I told her I was really happy before and, and you know, because I think she's just a great kid and, you know, she's done well. Nice four years at Virginia and then come to Alabama and, and now she's going to the uh, the College Cup. So I think it's a good story of, you know, where the portal really works a little bit sometimes, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Great goal too she scored, really. I mean, it was a great goal. Let's keep it real. It was Great service, great finish. Um, so, okay, let's move it on, Brian. Let's go. Um, let's go. Uh, we can go to who they're playing, right? Let's go to. We'll keep it on that side of the bracket. And uh, it was uh, UCLA versus Virginia yep. in a game that was really kind of wild. Like you know, UCLA sat really deep and they got the goal early in the 15th minute mark and sat really deep. And Virginia, I think I saw Insta eighty percent maybe of the ball. Uh, or 80% passing completion, which is really wow. high. And I thought that they were kind of peppering their goal and yeah. finally broke through in the 74th minute. And 
had another couple of decent looks and then um and then UCLA got one in overtime and, and UCLA is back to the final four kind of hard undone for Virginia I think in the you look at the flow of the game I mean it was I mean they just had them pinned in pinned in pinned in like couldn't get past midfield and then um you know good goal in the 15 15 minute mark and then got the winner in overtime um anything stands out to you in that game well yeah I mean that is the one thing we got right we didn't get the winner right but we got UCLA's path to victory right was yeah did they absorb pressure and counter that's when they're at their best they'd already done it to Duke and Carolina in pretty one-sided games would they go back to it um after a pretty easy Pac-12 run um with a lot of wins and they did and full credit uh to Marguerite to set them up uh to give themselves the best chance and the other side to me is you know goalkeeping matters and in the end I thought there was a, a difference in the goalkeeping and cost Virginia um you know, but and we'll get to the previews of the final four, but that's that that's what's interesting about Alabama's chances to me because UCLA is not going to be able to absorb pressure because they're gonna have plenty of the ball against Alabama, theoretically. You take out the Tuscaloosa crowd and that kind of pumped up physicality, you know, playing and carry, um, that'll change that a little, but that might work to Alabama's advantage, they you know, to get the game opened up. Well, I think I think too, um, you know. Marguerite's first time there. Wes's first time there. You know, those UCLA players haven't been back in three years. So, um, you know, in the last time they were there, that team was a whole lot different. Um, so, you know, really on that side of the bracket, it's a very new experience for them in the Final Four, which is exact opposite of the other side of the bracket. Um, so uh, any thoughts on that one, Churchy? Virginia and, yeah. and UCLA. Yeah, you know, I I didn't see the game. Uh, obviously, bad loser. So, uh, <laughs> I went, so I went to the beach. Um, yeah, I don't blame you. Kind of glanced at, kind of glanced at it. But you know what? You know, no, obviously, knowing both of those teams very, very well, I've been amazed with UCLA. They have just. It's been a year that they find the goals. You know, they find the goals where they, and it may be, it may the play between one goal to another goal. They may not have much of the play in between in the, the, the game, the three ACC teams that they've beaten us, Carolina and Virginia. They haven't had much of the play, but they, they have found the goal. And I think that's a credit to Marguerite. I think they have kept that group really happy. I think they've, I think they're a very close group of, to, together. I think they enjoying each other. I think they're enjoying their, their journey this year. And they're, it's like a magic carpet ride a little bit. They're just finding the goals whenever they have to find the goals. You think they're going to be beat and all of a sudden they come back down the field and boom, they score the goal yeah and they end up and you're you're all of us are scratching our heads at the end of the game like how the heck did that happen how did we lose that game and they and they just you know keep moving and going forward with it too so i think that that, you know steve and again you know obviously steve's group i thought he did a really good job that he'd lose some pieces from last year and you know i think there was there was some parts of of the virginia club i didn't think was as strong as some of them in the past but i think you know they did a phenomenal job to get to where they were into the final eight and to really kind of dominate that 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 yeah. game i do i do uh I, I mean we sit there and say this all about ucla but they got a lot of really good players yep. <laughs> ucla has a lot of really really good players so anyway okay let's keep it moving um uh, we'll go up to uh, the exciting one of the, you know, another one of the exciting one was uh, Florida State and Arkansas and a 1-0 own goal game. Um, I had both those games on at the same time. I had one on my TV 
and one in my on my uh, on my laptop and um so watching them kind of simultaneously it, it, we do have to look in the future like i'm going to bring this up on the committee like let's stagger the games right for the fans i mean i wanted to watch all four games with two of them at the same time kind of brutal honestly when i mean one of them could have started two hours later or earlier um and and or at least even an hour and a half to give us some but anyway that's a side note um but florida state arkansas a one zero to Florida state and really a back and forth game, you know, to me, Arkansas and pinned in early on. And I think Florida state had to try and figure out the pressure. Florida state broke out at one point and missed a, a close range shot. Um, not a lot of, you know, a lot of territory, not a lot of chances, you know, not a lot of really neither goalkeeper had to make a ton of good saves, but dangerous Florida state was dangerous. Um, and a number of different pieces, but Arkansas too was certainly up for the up for the battle and and turned it into a you know a, a very difficult game for Florida State. But in the end, I think you look at Florida State's professionalism; those players have been there and and done that, and they know how to get through. And you know you have players like uh, Nice Wonger who's just just different. She's just different. She's a she's an absolute stud, and you can see she had a big imprint on that game. And um, you know, Churchy, I, I kind of agree. You look at Florida State a little similarly to to even Alabama, where that front group is really, really dangerous. Maybe mm-hmm. not as great in the back as mm-hmm. maybe they've been, but that front group is is special. And um, so they walk away with a 1-0. And, you know, you got to give some credit to Kobe. Uh, back-to-back Elite Eights lost how many players last year? And then to turn around and get there again was uh, was impressive job by Arkansas, but just not quite enough to, to knock off Florida State. Brian? It's just professionalism 101. You know, it's still the remnants of what Mark and the crew had done. Penske's done a fantastic job um, keeping the train moving. And uh, just just a clinical performance. You know, you know, the only people who didn't think that was a close game? The 11 kids on the field for Florida State <laughs> while they're, you know, comfortably sealing it out in a really professional manner. Interesting. Robbie? Yeah, no, I, you know, I'm going to go back with Brian. As I, as I mentioned last week, he was my coach of the year and I just keeps taking the, the train and down the track here with it. He's uh, he's done a phenomenal job and I, I think a really, really tough situation. Um, and we we went through that last week. But, but um, you know, I, I think, you know, as, as you said too, Brian, they are very similar to Alabama. And uh, I think the and, and you alluded to it, Matt, is Jen in the middle of the field. You know, we recruited her so hard and, you know, it was almost, you know, broke my heart when she was said she was going to Florida State. And, you know, every year just been obviously watch her and play against her. She is just phenomenal. She is right. so she can beat you in so many ways, so many ways on the field with the ball. You know, if it's set plays, she's unbelievable on set plays and services and services and puts it right where she wants to. If it's, you know, being able to get the final pass, it's keeping the ball moving, just connecting passes. Um, you know, she is, you know, we, we've got, you know, obviously in, in corporate Albert and Michelle Cooper, and, mm-hmm. but you know, Jen nice one as good as anybody in our, in our league over here. And she yeah. is, and she's, she's done it for a number of years. So, you know, as long as she's on the field um, playing, um, I, I, I'm going to have to go with Florida State. Yeah. yeah. It, Brian, they, tell them the story about you guys playing Florida State this year with her. Oh, yeah. I, I love her. And she's probably my favorite college player. But we're yep. playing Florida State this year and we're struggling. And we, and we change shape and the kid subs on and goes to tell, you know, our team. The ball's not in bounds 30 seconds. And 
she has got Florida State totally restructured, has told everyone what to do, yeah. do this, do that. It, it was, I was like, oh, geez, this is not fair <laughs> that you, you, you can't have that kid. Yeah. It, it was so impressive. If I was an NWSL team, I would be dying to yeah. have her in the program. Yeah, no question. I, I, I'm going to attend her graduation just to make sure she's <laughs> uh, That's great. That's great. Um, okay. Um, and then the last one, uh, North Carolina and uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame was my pick to win it all. And they just didn't look like Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, North Carolina looked like North Carolina and what North Carolina does when they get in those spots. And I know Robbie's in pain right now, as I say this, but um, you know, really, I hate to say it too, but I don't hate to say it, but very professional performance from North Carolina and um, thought they were really good and, you know, scored two kind of North Carolina goals, honestly, bouncing around, flicking around their first two at Barry and Notre Dame just, didn't look like the same team that was played the weekend before and, you know, kind of disjointed. They got in big shape. And so that really helped Carolina transition and um, disappointing, honestly, I'm disappointed for Notre Dame because I think they're better than they per- performed in that game. But once again, you get Anson in the quarters, tough to, tough to, uh, tough to not, not get him get to the final four. So congratulations to North Carolina. And, uh, and thoughts, Brian, were you able to watch it? I know Churchy was at the, the beach. Oh, so. yeah. The, uh, you know, the, the, for me, a couple things. I, it, Carolina seems to be peaking at the right time. I think they're a super dangerous team at the College Cup. And uh, number two, someone quite familiar with Notre Dame was wondering why Notre Dame didn't wear the green. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, I'm not superstitious, but... The green light to carry. <laughs> yeah. I agree with Chris. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Robbie, any quick thoughts on on the Notre Dame or North Carolina? Yeah, I mean, I think you've all said it all. I mean, and, you know, how many – what is the percentage of chance times that North Carolina has played in the final eight and have have moved on to the final four. I mean, it's an automatic almost, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, without knowing those things, they, that's that's the moment they live in. Their roster's loaded from top to bottom with it, too. I think they're starting to play. I think they are playing really, really well with it, too. Um, you know, I've been in Notre Dame's shoes before. Sometimes when, you know, that moment, that that final eight, you've worked so hard to get there, you and, and it just doesn't work in the game. You just, you don't, you're not your same the same self you don't perform the stage gets a little big maybe at that at that time for them coming they've had a fantastic year Nate's done a great great job with it you know but but maybe it just the stage got a little bit big for them of going through because there's a lot of players that went through that for the first time yeah. and when you go through that as a combination of going through it first time and then also going through it first time and playing North Carolina yeah. you know who, who's not who the stage is never too big for yeah. Never too big for too. So, um, you know, I, I think obviously I, I thought Notre Dame uh, uh, playing both of those teams within a, you know, probably weeks time to eight days time. I thought Notre Dame was going to really perform well in that. Uh, but, you know, you play Carolina and you play them in a one match. Who, who would else would you pick, you know, with a one off match to go to final four? It's, it's yeah, hard no to doubt. go against Carolina. Well, I'm assuming that's a little different environment, Robbie. Up there, they're probably having some wine and cheese, maybe a dinner jacket on at the game, and you're in Tuscaloosa. They got the Bud Lights out and the overalls on and cheering yeah, it you're on. In Tuscaloosa the night before the Iron Bowl. I know. It was, we talked about it after you got off the area. I mean, that's a really tough 
we knew that they, they would be just packed in there. Oh, that's surprising. Well, and well, I agree. Seventy percent of the crowd didn't know that a soccer ball was round, but yeah. they knew it said "Roll Tide" somewhere around there. Trying to <laughs> trying to beat Duke. Yep, that's gonna be tough. All right, let's um, uh, let's pick them. Let's pick them for the final. We'll start out with North Carolina and Florida State. Third matchup. They've split, right? North Carolina won at Florida State. Florida State yep. won. Might as well say at North Carolina at Cary for the ACC final. Um, Ryan, who you got? Oh, geez. I mean, I think it's such an interesting game. Could it be Anson's swan song if they get through that, win the national championship? Would he walk away with one more trophy? And then he got Penske's done such a great job. And the, the, this whole college cup to me is about the coaches. It's great coaching storylines in it. Um, Penske, what a performance it would be if he can get them over the finish line. I, I just think... Florida State's too professional, been here before. The kids have a chip on their shoulder, you know, with the with the player losses. And can we do this without Mark? There are a lot of reasons um, for them to push on through. So I'm going to take FSU 2-1. All right. Churchy? I'm going to stay with I'm going to stay with Brian too. And I think just the exact same reasons. Why why are they going to stop now? The kids have been battling together, pulled together the whole season long. Uh, now they're here in the final. Now they're in the final four. I think you'll see them step up. I mean, it's. I think it's going to be one heck of a game. One heck of a game with it too. And and uh, but I, I'll take I'll take Florida State one nothing. Okay, I am. I'm going on the other side. I'm going Carolina. I think for a lot of reasons Brian said, and it could be his last one. Maybe not. Who knows? But um, they look good against Notre Dame. I think they're peaking at the right time. I think it's going to be a super exciting game. I can't wait. I'm glad I'm going to be there. Um, but I just think North Carolina is North Carolina and it's hard to pick against them in the quarters. It's hard to pick against them in the semis. It's hard to pick against them in the finals. They've won it so many times. He knows what, how to do it. I'll take Carolina in two, one. I do think there'll be some goals. I think both back lines can give up goals. Well, it's a bit of de facto national championship. Whoever wins that game will be a decent sized favorite. favorite. Yeah. In the yeah, next game. All right. Uh, the fun one, the, the non-ACC game, the SEC versus the Pac-12, and really the two teams that have been best in, in those leagues all year long um, in Alabama and and um, and UCLA. A fascinating, you know, UCLA uh, with nothing but tradition and success and national championships, and Alabama out of nowhere, out of left field, got themselves into the Final Four. It'll be great. Uh, we'll start with you, Churchy. Who you got? I'm going to stay with Alabama. I, I still think that front five is going to cause some problems for, for UCLA. I think they're going to turn them over in their half of the field. Uh, and I think they'll score some goals, but I, I, again, I think it's going to be similar to our game. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Alabama, they're just riding on this wave right now. And I, and I'll say that's going to, I'll say it's going to be three, two Alabama. Okay. Love it. Ryan. Well, I think the tactics of the game and the flow of the game is going to work against UCLA. Sometimes you're better off not being the better team. And when they've been the better team, they haven't been quite as good in the big games. So I, I'm going with Alabama and Robbie as well. Hey. Wes is going to get them, get them to the final 10 losses last year to the, to the final of the college cup this year. I'm going to take Alabama in a pretty open game three, two. Okay, so you guys got the, both the same scoring and the same thing. 
Well, I thought I was going to be by myself, but I'm not. I'm going Bama too. Roll <laughs> Tide, baby. Let's go. No, I, I think that um, I think that UCLA has better players. I think UCLA, UCLA is uh, – they're both really well coached. But I think that Alabama is rolling. They have the belief. I think they have a nine seniors like Robbie Chirk talked about. I don't think the moment will be too big, and I think they'll go out and just go for it and maybe make it a little bit miserable for UCLA to play the way they want to play. I think UCLA's played a lot of teams that aren't like Alabama. So I say, Wes, go for it. Roll Tide, Alabama. I'll take them. I'm going to take Alabama 2-0. Ooh, ooh yeah, nice 2-0. Yeah, the, the one thing UCLA has going for them in this game, other than all of the All-Americans and youth national team players on the team, is the traditional first-year bounce for your L.A.-based college coaches. Amanda yeah. Cromwell, national champion. Yeah. Madani, national champion. Yeah. Can Marguerite be the third? Even oh. Ali. I think Ali was a first-year Is Ali his first-year yeah, team? Was, I, I think he was, he was a first-year champion was. with, with yeah. USC. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Our predictions haven't been great. No, <laughs> I mean, I, poor, we probably just killed poor Wes. We probably just missed him. <laughs> if Wes holds true, Wes can schedule his flight home on Saturday now. <laughs> exactly. All right, and do we want to pick the final or no? Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, we have to because we won't be back on before that. All right, Churches, you got Florida State-Alabama final. No, sorry. Yeah, Florida State-Alabama final. Who you got? I got I got to stay in the ACC. Sorry with that, but I think I got to stay with Florida State. I think Florida State will will win that game. I think if they get there, they will close it out. They will close it out. Uh, 2-1 Florida State. All right, Brian? Well, you know, if Alabama wins the national championship, do you remember when Leicester City won the Premier League? Mm-hmm. Well, this wouldn't be Leicester City winning the Premier League. This is Cheltenham Town or Hull <laughs> City winning the Premier League to come from where they've been to do this. But I think Florida State or North Carolina probably drops them in the final. Um, I'll take Florida State 1-0 in a super professional, boring final is my prediction. Okay. I uh, I have Carolina in Alabama. And I think with the extra day rest, remember they're playing Friday, Monday, I think it will be a wild, both teams going for it. Neither team's going to sit back, let let all hell break loose. And in that situation with the depth of Carolina, I'm sorry, Wes, but I got to take Carolina. Um, and they win. I think they win 2-1 because I think do think Carolina can give up goals. So 2-1 and a great match. And, and that's what we're all hoping for. Um, but I'll take Carolina. Anson's how many ever he's had, but it's hard to pick against Carolina in these situations, in my opinion. And so we'll go Tar Heels 2-1. All right. Uh, we got one last thing we want to talk about. Something you want to add, Robbie? I, no, I was just going to add this, Brian. I was going to add what what a storyline for the – we're either going to get Anson, who's clearly now – he wins one more national championship. Is he not the greatest college coach any sport? Is there even a – a, a close second. This no. would be if Pat Summit was still winning women's basketball championships at Tennessee, yeah. if if he can pull this off. Or Wes, Penske, Marguerite, in three very unique situations, pulling off a national championship. It's going to be awesome. It's awesome. No, no, I agree 100%. And I think if Anson even wins this, if Anson wins this thing, he may know your name, Matt. He may want to come back on this <laughs> <laughs> he, may want to, he may actually know your I name. Don't, I, I don't. I don't believe that. Next time he comes back yeah. on the show. Well, what, what what Chris didn't want to mention is that Anson 
during that interview didn't have our pictures on Zoom. So he yeah. knew it was Chris and somebody else, but he didn't know what my name was. He couldn't see my name on the Zoom. Okay. But anyway, all right. I've only, I've, only, I've only golfed with him three times, Churchy, for four hours at a time. <laughs> I spent 12 hours with him. He still didn't know who it was. Anyway, all right. Last thing we're going to do, we'll get out of here because we've got the USA game coming up. We wanted to, Brian came up with this, and I think it's great. What is the doppelganger country that's playing in the World Cup that fits these four uh, Final Four teams? I think it was really interesting. So, Brian, we'll start with FSU. Who you got? All right. And after I say who I think it is, if you guys disagree or got somebody better, you let me know. Okay. So, for the Final Four World Cup doppelgangers, I think FSU is – the France of the final four defending champs, but down a few players. France doesn't have Benzema. France doesn't have Pogba, you know, a little depleted roster and trying to do the double and looking great so far. France, maybe one of the early favorites, probably them in Brazil right now. And Florida States look fantastic through the tournament. Yeah. Uh, 100% agreed. That's France was what I was thinking of too, for those exact reasons, but France has enough. And Florida State has enough attacking <laughs> options, you know. So nobody feels sorry for either one of those teams. <laughs> That's the the damn players. They they both have enough to win everything that they're playing in. Yeah, but Jody I, Brown can be Mbappe. Uh, there yes. you go. Yeah. yeah All right. Let's go. That was great. I totally agree too. I think really well said, Brian is pretty honestly spot on. All right. Um, let's go with UNC. Oh, uh, UNC. I I like this one too. UNC is the Germany of this Final Four, a program that might be past the championship days, glory days, but multiple-time winner, uh, but fueled by a great mentality. Anybody want to play the Germans in a knockout game? No. Anybody want to play Carolina in a knockout game? Absolutely not, with the Anson factor. Thoughts? Spot on for me. Yeah. Spot on. I I would say maybe – maybe Brazil in that they're always the favorite, always the favorite, always the favorite. Uh, Everybody always picks them. And they, in the last number of years, they haven't won one here in a while. Right. So maybe a little Brazilish because, you know, they're the number one team in the country to start the season. They were number one. Brazil's the number one FIFA team. And, you know, a lot of times Brazil doesn't get it done, but they get there. They'll be there. Brazil will be there in the end at some point. They're making the semis. I, I would be shocked if they don't. So maybe a little Brazil, but I think Germany's probably more accurate. Yep, yep. Uh, agree. Uh, Brazil was the only other team I thought of, but they don't have the flair of Brazil. They have right, more. Right. They play yeah. more like Germany. They, they do. play more like Germany and and things, and just don't have that flair that Brazil has. So I think both of those are 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 really spot on. All right, let's go with UCLA, Brian. All right, I, I like this one too. You guys might disagree, but UCLA is the England of the college cup they're better when the other team has the ball they're better defending in blocks and on the break they're better when they're the underdog and no one thinks they can win ucla as the england of the final four you had to get england in there there somewhere yeah you had to get england in there somewhere (laughs) dirty anybody else you want to throw ucla at no, no, I have a hard time. Belgium a little bit, a little yeah. bit. I would go a little bit of Belgium, maybe. That's the only thing that pops in my head, you know, in, in this game. But I, I do think, uh, you know, I, I agree with you. Had to get England in there. But uh, yeah. it's not it's bad. Different. I mean, 
England, so you know, England's got all game. these big name players, Premier yep. League, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But then every once in a while, they don't necessarily show up. Although UCLA has all year long. So I don't know. And, right, I, and then to, this, to me, Belgium, yeah. only, sorry, one last thing, Matt. Belgium only say because I think goalkeepings are very similar. And, and Belgium goalkeeping and I think UCLA goalkeeper is just outstanding. Yeah. It's, it's outstanding. And I think she's won them a lot of games. Yep. All right. Last one, Brian. The Alabama right. Crimson Tide. All right. I like this one, too. You're going to have to you stick with me on it. Alabama is USA 2026. Mm. Not not this World Cup's USA. USA 2026. Yeah, this this version of USA is going to go about 500. Maybe they win today and they get knocked out in the first round. Maybe they draw today and just three draws. Pretty good season. A lot like Alabama last year. Then in four years, USA is going to be older, wiser, more experienced, playing at home a lot with fan mm-hmm. fervor, much like Tuscaloosa that Robbie just experienced. <laughs> and we might see them in the World Cup semis, just like we see Alabama, who's the USA 2026. <laughs> gotcha. So this Alabama team is USA in 2026. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> That's pretty good. That I think is. that tells me you have a high hopes for USA in 2026. Yeah. I do. Not so much in 2022, but 2026. Yeah. It's, you yeah. know, a quick news flash just came through. They bench Zimmerman for the Celtic center back Vickers. Oh, and, and we talked about center back. So really interesting. I had this. I had this conversation with my son. My ba- my son, the basketball coach, to this morning. He was talking about 2026. He was talking about how great U.S. They're going to make a semifinal. They make a quarterfinals or semifinals or something in 26. This is just all gaining experience for 2026 so we had that conversation this morning which which is crazy which means they're you know they're if they're like alabama then the bud lights and the miller lights are coming out in in 2026 <laughs> and 2026 with it too but i, I i'm i'm with you brian i'm with you i'm 100 yep. percent buying into that one too all right i, I like I it i gotta give you props brian i'm gonna clap very impressive with these four that was well I'm, thought of college soccer fun. nations i appreciate your hard work you put it into the, each podcast. That was very good. Yeah, that, that was about five minutes while I was on the elliptical. But <laughs> All right, boys. Hey, good luck. Go USA. Let's hope they win today. Uh, good luck to the guys at Final Four. We'll be back next week to wrap up the college soccer season. We will have a national champion. We will have crowned a national champion uh, by the next time we talk next week. All right. Let's, can't wait. Let's do All this. Right. Thanks, yeah. Darren, for producing us. Cyber, I think he's got a new production company, Cyber Security Productions or something. It's called, I don't know. Anyway, thanks for producing us. Um, we'll be back next week to break it all down. Go USA. Enjoy the World Cup. Enjoy the Final Four. College Soccer Nation is out. <laughs>